Visit She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is I'm Not Okay. And today we have a special guest that we want to announce to all of you. Yes, so we have Caroline Fry on our podcast. On our podcast. Podcast. She, a little bit about her before she goes in and we start talking because she's awesome. We've already been talking earlier and um, she just has a beautiful spirit about her. But she's from Four Oaks, North Carolina. Woo woo, the country. Um, and I like it that way. Oh, oh, and she likes country music. You like Okay. You would pull music. I know, right? Um, and so she is actually the children's minister over at C3 Church. Um, is that considered Garner or Clayton? Clayton, technically, but it's really like, confusing. Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of it's in like the middle. Cleveland. It's like Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland. area. Yeah. So in Garner or Clayton, she said Clayton. All right, in Clayton, um, and she actually attended one of our women's ministry a treat, a retreats one year. I can't talk. Lord, I'm mercy. Yeah, I think I'm trying to talk too fast. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it was just awesome to get to know her, um, and just to be able to personally actually make that connection as well. And so we are going to get started and Caroline, so glad you're here. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here and I'm glad that you mentioned the retreat because that was just a, honestly a defining moment in my life, just having time away from just the normal schedule and routine of life and being with life-giving, godly women where I can just be myself and encounter the presence of the Lord. And so I would just encourage anybody, if you have a chance to go on any kind of retreat, take it, especially if it's, you know, Christ-centered and with other godly women, because there's nothing like it. And um, I actually went and I was in the middle of a really difficult season and I didn't even know um, exactly what was going on in my life at the time, but I um, previously had gotten married, and so I went through. I was married, and um, and it, my marriage was not doing great, and just was blindsided earlier that summer before the retreat um, with some secrets that I had no idea about from my husband, and um, some of the ladies from the retreat reached out to me before and they paid my way and they were just like we want you to come and just you know get away and talk to the Lord so that's why I say it was like really defining because I was in such a low spot that anybody that could have done any kind of like nice thing or just reached a hand out and said let me help you I'm like thank you because I you know I don't want to say like I was depressed but I was definitely not in my highest point um because I still had hope. I had hope for um, the future, and I and I still do, um, just for my life personally. But um, yeah, that that season, in that specific few months, was um, was challenging. So I would say that you know, 2020, everyone went through um, the start of a pandemic. But I would say that my personal pandemic started um, back in 2019, mm-hmm. which was that same year. Um, went through a separation. We ended up um, separating for a year and then later on getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And I'm only 25, so that's like a lot to go through Um, just for any young girl that has to go through anything like that. Um, And addiction was involved um, on on his side. And I know for um, anybody that struggles 
and has a loved one that struggles with um, addiction. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was like until I personally walked through it. And, you know, having to deal with, like, not enabling and... Right. There, I, I listen to so many podcasts and talk to so many people because I honestly had no idea how to even walk through that because um, you have to make a lot of hard decisions that truly shows the other person that you do care about them and love them, but it doesn't feel like right. that's what you're doing. And so honestly, like just with everything that I walked through in that season, I learned so much and grew closer to the Lord ultimately, but... Um, yeah, it was it was really challenging. Yeah, so, yeah. I was gonna ask you while you're talking mm-hmm. because I've been through divorce, mm-hmm. um, and to me, the biggest thing that I dealt with when I was dealing with divorce, even like later on, I feel like um, years later, mm-hmm. it was shame. I dealt mm-hmm. with a lot of shame, and um, I would have to check myself a lot just because I would sometimes sit in like I can't do this because of I've been divorced or mm-hmm. no one's going to take me seriously mm-hmm. because I've been divorced. Like it was almost like crippling at times for me to even like step out in faith afterwards because of that title. And I'm like, it took me a while to realize that that didn't define me and that didn't make me who I am and who God wants me to be. And that there was a way to move forward for that. What right. was the biggest thing that you dealt with when it came to still walking through, like mm-hmm. just trying to figure out things after that What was the biggest thing that you dealt with or still deal with? Um, the biggest thing is fear. Mm-hmm. Um, even having to make that decision to follow through with divorce. Yeah. It was fear that kept me in, truly like an unhealthy, abusive, really like marriage. Mm-hmm. And I remember I called on my friends who had also gone through a divorce and mm-hmm. she was a few years older than me. So she understood kind of, and, um, and my dad's a pastor. Her dad was a pastor. That's mm-hmm. another kind of factor, especially when you're going through something like this. Um, just cause you feel like the spotlight is kind of on yeah. you. You're supposed yeah. to be like, a role model example of like right. what a godly healthy marriage looks like, and then there's something like this, yeah. and I'm like, ah, okay, um, God, how do you want to use this? Yeah, um, <laughs> and I called her, and I was just, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know what to do, and she said, um, what are you most afraid of? Mm-hmm. And it was in that conversation that I was like, I'm truly afraid of, like just the of getting divorced and what all comes with that, mm-hmm. the shame and yeah. Um, you know, what is that going to do to my story? And what is that going to do for my future? Am I ever going to find someone else again? Mm-hmm. And um, financially, he put me in a bad spot. And I was like, what is that going to do to me financially? You know, I just had all of these fears wrapped up in making that yeah. one decision. And it took me a few months to finally follow through with that because of fear. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I still, to some extent, struggle with fear because I'm um on the other side of it right but like looking towards my future and like what more does God have for me Mm -hmm. I can tend to live in fear in that and like can I truly trust God with my future does he truly have a good plan for my life looking back you know if I thought this was from you and I thought this was going to be good and it didn't turn out that way will my future still be good yeah and so that's kind of some of the stuff that I struggle with, even though I, I, you know, I read the word and I 
sing the worship songs because that lifts my faith and I know um, in my heart that he does have a good future for me. But that's just like my flesh, you know? Yeah. We all kind of struggle with that. And you mentioned shame and, you know, just all that wrapped up. I mean, I'm like a children's minister leading families. Like, I do not feel qualified (laughs) to be in this position at all. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, um, I'm supposed to be like leading you guys. And why would a divorced 25-year-old that's not married, (laughs) that doesn't have kids, you know, be in this position? But um, that's the enemy. I know that I am called and God qualifies the called. It's not anything that I've done or haven't done. So um, that was something that I struggled with. But I was like, nope, the devil's not going to use this part of my story. (laughs) Right. That's good. I've been divorced too. So that makes three of us. I mean, (laughs) I was married at 18. I mean, we separated. I was still 18. Like it didn't last long at all. But we waited a couple years to actually get divorced because we're just, I guess, both young and didn't really know what we were doing, and we had a child involved. But at the same time, so I, we got married for the wrong reasons because we were trying to make it the mm-hmm. right thing, you know, yeah. because we had a kid. And um, so when you were talking about you were young and you were 20, you said 25, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that you still knew you had people you could reach out to yeah, who were good, good, like biblical, mm-hmm. godly women, um, people who had been there too and that could lift you up and bring you out of Because honestly, I, I, my mindset was not there at all. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, well, this ain't working, so you know, this is mm-hmm. just not working out. And, you know, we split and I just kind of went on with life. And, you know, I grew up in church and I knew, you know, right from wrong. And I was a Christian and this, that, and other, but I didn't live that lifestyle anymore. And so um, the fact that you had that foundation, but you were still currently in a relationship with God and had those women, mm-hmm. I think, I think what a difference that could make mm-hmm. if we all had someone like that when we're going through a difficult time, whether mm-hmm. it be a divorce or something else. So yeah, that's, right. that's so awesome that you actually did have that. I mean, even though you're a pastor's child, doesn't mean that you have people surrounding you, you know right. what I mean? Not yeah. all the time. So, um, yeah, I can't say that shame was one of my things cause I was so young, but you know, I, the older you get, you look back on it and you're like, oh, I have to tell these people that I have been right. when you're meeting new right. you know, yeah. you know, relationships. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I've been married once or twice or three or four times or however many times, you know, somebody's right. been married, but then that person's never been married. And so it's, I think it's always hard for the other person because they compare mm-hmm. to what you've, you've previously had, but mm-hmm. they don't have anything to compare theirs to, you know? And so yeah. I think we all carry a lot of questions and doubt and insecurities and just all kinds of things from things like that. That yeah. And there's so many women that have gone through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, too, with you being like a, you know, like people knowing you as like the pastor's daughter, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a lot of times they're intimidated by that, you know, mm-hmm. in order to make those friendships or make those connections, like they don't even reach out. So I think, too, like that's just a great testimony of like, mm-hmm. one, having power powerful people behind you to mm-hmm. like pour into you because there's times where you know we're in our life and or, or you know we're going through things and if we don't have those people pouring into us and we're just like completely you know at a part where we're just laying on the ground and don't mm-hmm. have anything you know I mean obviously God comes into the picture and he's always in the picture but we mm-hmm. still need people surrounding us mm-hmm. loving on us yeah. during that time so that's yeah. really awesome I know that we had talked about insecurities, too. Like, you were talking about your insecurities, and you've dealt with insecurities in the past and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I think, like, with just this situation, it's so easy to just, like, that's when your insecurities kind of, like, come to the surface. It's like, 
what's in you is going to come out. And that kind of goes back to just like the shame yeah. that I felt. And, um, I mean, growing up, I struggled with like how I looked and mm-hmm. the, those kinds of insecurities. And, um, I don't really struggle like with image yeah. much anymore, but I think it's more of like the, te- like the story, what mm-hmm. you guys are talking about. It's yeah. like, I don't want, I don't want to be vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. being vulnerable is really hard, but I made a decision coming in here that I'm going to be vulnerable because there's people that need to hear my story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm an Enneagram one. So I want, <laughs> <laughs> if you're familiar with Enneagram, that's like the perfectionist, the rule follower. The I am. Everybody we have on here is a guest. Really? <laughs> they all talk about Enneagram and I'm still the only one that has yet to do it. I've taken it and I can't, I never can remember. Eight, I think. Eight, like, but okay. I was like a tie between two. It was like an eight, I think a three. Mm-hmm. Was it a three? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. I don't even know what they are anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> just Google it if you're yeah. interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Enneagram One, you want like, especially your image. Like you want people to mm-hmm. think of you as like you have it all together. Yeah. Like that's a really big deal. And so for this situation, like this season I walked through, it was like I had no choice but like everybody knew what I was going through. I mean, it's on Instagram, uh, yes. you know, it's like the pictures come down and it's mm-hmm. like, you aren't posting as much and you people start talking and it's like all this insecurity starts like rising up and yeah. it's like, yeah. do I even want to like be on social media right now? And then you start like comparing and it's like, oh, well, they got married the same year as me and they're doing really good or right. my friends are getting married and it's like, you just kind of all this, you know, it's just a lot, especially when yeah. social media gets involved. Um, Gosh, thank yeah. God when we were younger, like I did. I feel I'm so blessed that we didn't have that yeah. one because I feel like I'm we missed out on such a not missed out, I guess that wouldn't be the word for it, but like we didn't have to go through such a we escaped it. We, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like we kind of escaped one having like our personal lives out there. God knows mm-hmm. I would, <laughs> I don't know what I would do. We had MySpace back there. then, but I think it was yeah. like a few years probably after that, but. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't know if anybody goes on that anymore. I got. I hope not. <laughs> if they went on mine. It'd be awful. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed. So, but you're right. Like with having social media now, yeah. like yeah. everybody knows uh, everything uh, yeah. because one we've talked about before too. Like you put up the good things. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of people that post like, oh my, like me and my husband just got in an all out brawl and like he's sitting on the couch <laughs> right. over here and I'm like crying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. nobody posts stuff like yeah. that. It's always like, hey, we're on a date or hey, right. we're doing this or whatever. And so for, but the opposite side of it is like when something big like that happens, Everybody knows about it. Like, yeah. it's there's no way to hide that. Yeah. There's no way of, like, escaping it, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could run from it by, like, getting off and stuff, but it's like, I enjoy this too, you know? So yeah. I know that, that had to be probably really hard for you as well, especially being an Enneagram 1 yeah. and that perfectionist, yeah. like you were saying. Yeah, because so. yeah, it's like people look at your squares, and they're, like, scrolling yeah. through, well, where's the last picture exactly. of her husband and them together? Like, I don't see those lately. Yeah. Like, must have a problem. You know, that's, yeah. what he, that's where our that's minds that, go yeah. when we see people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be guilty if I said I didn't look at people, not necessarily that, but like right. people's posts sometimes and wonder, wonder, wonder what happened to this or what happened to that. I mean, I think it's just human yeah. nature, but I guess when we're putting ourselves out there like that all over social media too, mm-hmm. I guess we're kind of setting ourselves up for anything yeah. that in the future yeah. that's to come at us. I mean, mm-hmm. but there was like, 
um, you're talking about like having friends and people that you can go to. So I did like do one post of just like, it was more just kind of like for me, I needed to like just get it out there. Like I'm not doing the best and I'm trusting God type yes. And one of my friends DM'd me and we hadn't talked in a few years, but she was like, Hey, just wanted to reach out. Like, I feel like you might be going through something similar, like to what I'm going through. Uh And if I looked at her Instagram, I would have no idea that she was even going through something similar to me. And through that, we developed, like we started like texting and FaceTiming. We were able to encourage each other as we were both going through something really similar. And so there is like that great aspect of social media too where Mm -hmm. you know like encouraging people and relationships can be built through instagram and absolutely um, yeah and so it's like even though that wasn't insecurity for me yeah like at the same time it's like god brought a friendship out of that Mm -hmm. and we still are able to keep in touch and communicate and um truly like be there for each other even Mm -hmm. though we're not even in the same state but we're going through the same season so i love that yeah Crystal reached out to me through what Facebook Messenger talking about you want to go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Met her one time. Yeah. And no, you were like, ah, I, I, like, I don't know. do this. This girl's like, weird. Yeah. 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 We called like literally two weeks ago and she's asked me for coffee. Like, okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I feel like how are you ever supposed to know like if you're going to connect with somebody yeah. or if like you can even have a friendship or anything like if you don't take it to a level of like at least trying or seeing or yeah. connecting or talking or whatever. Like you ne- you would never know. Yeah. You know, like especially if you don't step out. And I mean yeah. like gosh knows. Like, <laughs> I mean, like I feel like, you know, I don't even know how long ago that was. Four was- years? Four years, Four years yeah. ago, yeah. So, I mean, like, you, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't even be doing this. No. Like, you know, so it's pretty cool yeah. to see, like, how friendships develop. And when you, like, you get friends in these seasons that you need them. Yeah. And, like, God sends you people. He really mm. does. He, he sends does. you. Th- yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that's pretty awesome, too, is, like, how that how that really works out and how you you know, can mm-hmm. connect and stuff. So social media can be good, like you yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the importance all the time of good, like, Christian friendships, and they're yeah. hard to come by. But, like, truly, like, I was in a dark – that was my dark season. And so had she not done that, I mean, there's no telling mm-hmm. where I'd be, honestly. Well, mm-hmm. and you didn't know about it. You know, like you yeah. said, with your – with the girlfriend, like, yeah. you had no idea. Yeah. And she just kind of reached out and probably faith of saying, like, maybe you're going right. through – I mean, you could have came back and been like, nope, maybe yeah. you could. You know, she'd <laughs> be like, fun. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, she probably needed somebody, too. Yeah. And so yeah. that was really awesome that you guys be, were able to connect on that level and everything, too. Because yeah. I feel like, you know, your testimony is a lot of people go through that same thing. And it's hard for us to actually, like, talk about yeah. that word mm-hmm. because... Like you said, you're in a position to where, you know, you want people to think things are great. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I mean, there's, I know, like, for myself, I always wanted people to think, like, oh, everything's fine. You know, when I was going through stuff with um, my ex-husband, you know, and he, he went to prison and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted people to think, yeah. like, everything was fine. Like, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. But it was blast. I mean, it was on the flipping news. So, it was, yeah. like, it was blasted everywhere for people to, like, mm-hmm. know and see. And I'm like, okay, well, there goes my secret, you mm-hmm. know. But it's like, why do we feel like 
we have to have these secrets. Right. You know, like everybody is dealing with something and I yeah. everybody is everything is not for everybody and I mm-hmm. totally know that. But you know, you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So So he provides that at exactly the right time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And one of the people that I talk to the most is my counselor. <laughs> I am like a huge believer in therapy counseling. Absolutely. Just having even if it's a mentor, like mm-hmm. if there's a person that you can connect with that you can just be vulnerable with and they can um, be there for you and, you know, just be like a backboard for you to talk to. Yeah. Like, I, it was always when I started going back to counseling that I would have like a breakthrough kind of, or, mm-hmm. you know, something would um, be revealed to me and something that was in the dark would yeah. be brought to the light just by me talking about it with somebody else because they would be able to see my blind spots and Mm -hmm. point out things that I wasn't seeing because when you're in it and so close to something, it's hard to pull back and see the full picture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I love my my counselor, (laughs) I love my therapist. Um, And we, like, I feel like it's easier now because of FaceTime and Zoom. Like, Uh I just FaceTime her, and that's how we do our meetings. And so it doesn't matter where we're at. But, yeah, that that was a huge, and it still is, a huge um, part of my healing journey. Is there, a, is there, like, a book in the Bible, or is there a scripture that you kind of cling to, or you really would, like, give, say, like, hey, if you're going through this, or if you're just in a hard time in general, like, this is what I would, like, highly recommend that you read or just cling on to as well? Um. So, a chapter that I really, or a book that I really love is Psalms. Yeah. Because I feel like um, David, you know, he went through a lot. And just the whole Psalms is like up and down, highs and lows. God, I'm, gonna, God, I'm struggling. I, I need you, but I'm going to praise you and worship you. And mm-hmm. so, um, Psalms for sure. But a verse that I've um, really cling to is Isaiah 43, 2. And it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The Mm -hmm. flames will not set you ablaze. And this verse, it really just um, helped me just like walking through such a difficult season, knowing that like it's not going to overtake me. Like God's with me in the middle of it. I'm going to come out better. I'm going to come out refined. Mm -hmm. God's going to use this for his glory. It really just... um, lifted up my spirit and um it took my eyes off of my problems Mm -hmm. you know it's like we're all going to go through stuff this is going to be the only thing that I go through in life it's just one of the first big things and to be able to have hope that God is going to use this and and he has used it yeah um I've learned so much about forgiveness through Mm, through this and just like releasing and I mean, I pray for my ex-husband. Like, he's on his own journey, and, um, you know, he ended up in jail a few times, and it's just, like, very, a lot of traumatic stuff yeah. that happened, but I, pr- like, I, I want what's best for him. Right. I pray for him, and Absolutely. I wouldn't be able to be in that place if I hadn't been able to forgive, and the only reason mm-hmm. that I'm able to forgive him is because I got that God forgives me every single day. I yeah, mess yeah. up every single day, and it's his forgiveness and his grace and his mercy in my life that I'm able to just continue to extend that to the people in my life that hurt me 
Yeah. And how freeing is that for you? Oh, you know, it's yeah. like so much freedom that comes along with being able to mm-hmm. pray mm-hmm. for someone who hurts you so much. Yeah. I was going to say too, like surrender, yeah. you know, yeah. like, was it hard for you to surrender in those instances? Like, how did that feel? Because I know like surrendering is ultimately like you, I, every day you should be giving everything over to mm-hmm. Christ. But like, for your instance, you know, I'm sure you picked it back up and stuff like that. So how was that for you? Yeah. Um, I love having um, control, which yeah. control is like <laughs> an illusion. <laughs> we're about to do a, uh, a study on that. That's yeah. what we're actually going to yeah. start with, doing a study on that. So Yeah. So when I had to, like, just, like, give it, give it up and just, like, open hands, like, God, this is yours. Like, I did pick it back up. Yeah. Like, we separated twice before I actually, like, decided to fully surrender it to God because I was right. like, I want I want to make this happen. Like, I, I want this in my control, mm-hmm. in my hands. Like, we, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And every time I did that or every time I just, like, kept holding on or trying to do things my way, God always had his way, you yeah. know? And um, getting to that point where I finally was like, God, this isn't about me anymore. This isn't about saving my marriage. This is about like my spiritual journey, his spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. And if that means surrendering this and giving up what I thought, you know, was for me and that I wanted it, I will surrender it. I will give it to you. If it means that I'm going to be on a journey of growth and he's going to be on a journey of growth. And so that was the point where I had to get to was like, it's not about me anymore. And like, obviously people and especially in the church and ministry like god hates divorce and Mm -hmm. like all this kind of stuff and like yeah i hate divorce (laughs) like yeah i don't want to go through that and but i had such a peace yeah and just being able to surrender something that was so broken Mm -hmm. that i wanted to put back together myself god is putting my story back together. He's putting my ex-husband's story back together. And that's something that had to happen separately. It wasn't something that could happen together. And so... I love that. Yeah. Yeah. God's putting our story back together. I I mean, I absolutely love that because I'm a type of person that wants to fix things. Like, I'm a fixer. Like, Mm -hmm. I can fix this. And that was how I lived in the past. It's like, I can fix this. I can make this better. Like, what can I do? And sometimes, like... There's things that I, I mean, physical things that I can't fix. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't fix a lawnmower. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's stuff that we can't fix. But, like, I mean, why do we think that sometimes we can fix humans? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what, like, right. goes through your mind or, like, your body. I, like, I don't know that. Like, yeah. why in the world would I think, literally, I could fix a human? Like, there's, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, like, we do. We think, like, I can fix this. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. going to make this better. And God's like, no, you're not. Like, yeah. you can't fix this. You physically yeah. can't do it. So, yeah. it's crazy how we try to do that, though. Mm-hmm. Like, we try. We really do try to play, I was about to say Mr., but Mrs. <laughs> fix it. <laughs> I wanted to ask a question, too, real quick. When you were going through those things, you know, oftentimes I know we say, like, we had people that were in our ears with negativity or criticism. Like, did you experience that at all? And if so, how did you handle that? Ooh, that's good. Hmm. I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I would get messages from people and how could you be doing this like 
he's in such a bad place. How, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I wish you knew all the things yeah. I am doing, have done, all the grace I have shown. Yeah. And I would type out like a whole message reply <laughs> and then I would just delete it. <laughs> Not send it. Or like I would just like, Yeah. Um, I would just be like, thank you for your prayers. You yeah. know, or, yeah. I, I'm praying for him too. You know, I, yeah. and so, um, yeah, people love to message you when, when you're doing something that they think you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and a lot of the negativity and messages were obviously not from people that I knew. Yeah. So it's never like a friend or yeah. someone that's in my life. It's someone that's looking from the outside and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're probably hurting and they probably don't even know the full story. Right. And so they're just like saying whatever they want to say because they're just confused and mad at the situation mm-hmm. from their point of view. And so yeah. so easy to be on the outside looking in and, and assume what's mm-hmm. going on in a situation. Yeah. And it's so easy to have your thoughts and, and opinions, but I can't imagine ever, I would never reach out to somebody and say anything because it's not my business, but I know we all think differently, do differently. Mm-hmm. And probably back in the day, I may would have done something like that. I don't know. I mean, I just can't see myself worried about somebody else's I business. Can't, I can't comprehend it. Like I can't yeah. even comprehend the people on social media who yeah. like write on like some kind of stars page. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're blah, 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 blah. Like I'm like, I don't even understand. Like, I know. Why, one, why like, we're not going to read it. What is the point? Like, yeah. I just don't get it. Like, no. I cannot comprehend, like, what what that is all about. Like, yeah. I just, I don't, my head doesn't wrap around it. Yeah. So, I think that's a good example of, like, the people that are in your corner. Obviously, mm-hmm. you had solid people, people yeah. that cared about you, people that supported you, and obviously wanted what was best out of the situation. Yeah. Not that they were... They were, like, directing you say, oh, divorce is the answer. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've talked about this before. Situ- there's situations. And, unfortunately, mm-hmm. in those situations, you don't really have that uh, choice. You have to make a choice for what's healthy for you yeah. and your walk with Christ. And if it's affecting those things and you see no end inside of those things, you know, and you've tried everything yeah. you possibly can, you know, yeah. I do feel like there are situations where there's exceptions. I mean, yeah. so I think having those people that supported you through that and, we're just there for you. And yeah. even if they had something negative to say, you know, they probably just kept it to themselves. But I, yeah. I think when we have people in our corner, they know mm-hmm. our hearts. And mm-hmm. so they know where you're at mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And so I think that that's also a good example of the, the support that you had in your corner, yeah. cheering you on to, to want you to be better, to do better. And obviously the same for him to get better. Yeah. 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 We said too. We did a podcast one time called "It's It's Okay to Not Be Okay" or mm-hmm. something like that. And my big thing is too is like we we had talked about like I'm not okay. You telling somebody I'm not okay, and that's so hard for us to actually come out of our mouth like yeah. I I'm not doing okay. So what kind of like puts you at that point to finally say like I'm not okay. I need help. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so. Like, being married, newly married, you don't really know what to expect or, like, yeah. what a true argument is or what is not, like, yeah. like, no, that's not normal. Yeah. And so, apparently a lot of what I was going through was not normal, but I didn't know that because I didn't, I hadn't been in this place before, and I didn't want to, like, go to my parents or go to a friend and make my 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 ex, my husband at the time look bad. Yeah. Um, or, or me, because... Mm-hmm. Because he would make it make me feel like it was me, mm-hmm. like doing something wrong, and I probably was part of the time, but um, but 
you know, mass manipulator will do that. They'll kind of put it on the other person. Yeah. So I didn't feel comfortable going to anybody. I felt like I was, I was trapped. Mm-hmm. And when the truth finally came out, um, I had, I had no other option when people asked me like, how are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, my whole life, and I still can be this way. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Everything's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Like, marriage is great. <laughs> even if it's not, like, we had, you know. Yeah. Um, and one of my best friends was like, you know, how are you doing with all of this? And I was just like, I texted her, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the first time in my whole life I've ever said that to somebody because <laughs> yeah. I want to be there for other people and I want to be, like, strong. But I knew in that moment I wasn't and I couldn't be. And I needed someone to... Um, be like, I don't want to say like pastor me, but mm-hmm. like be a friend. Yeah. And she came over and I couldn't, I didn't even want to like brush my teeth. I didn't even want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was like, get in the car. We're going to just like take a drive, go to Chick-fil-A. You know, yeah. she like, she knew what I needed when I didn't even know yeah. what I needed. And she That's played good. some country music just to like get spirits <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> Um, we got to go away, like just all my favorite things. And like, because I was able to just say, I'm not okay. Yeah. That allowed her the opportunity to, to be my friend in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and if I hadn't said that, she probably still would have um, been there for me, but she wouldn't have truly known what I needed. Right. Yeah. Because I would have just been saying like, I'm fine, but truly, I'm, like, crying in my room. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So often, like, in passing, that's just normal. We're like, yeah. hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Like, I say mm-hmm. that every day on the phone yeah. when I'm talking to clients, which obviously I'm not going to tell them, oh, I'm just having a terrible day. But I think sometimes, <laughs> I know for me personally, my thing was I don't like being a negative person. Yeah. So, one, I don't want to be like, oh, it's not great. I'm just not doing good. But then, two, I'm very cautious with who I let know my business. Yeah. And so I'm very, pers- like, keep it to myself type of person, too. But we build those walls up and it really makes it hard for people to get close to us. And I feel mm-hmm. like we mess up the opportunity for them when they're trying to extend their hand in love yeah. and help yeah. you. If we're like pushing them away or like, Oh, I'm yeah. good. But God had put it on their heart to reach out to be like, Hey, right. you know, like, how are you? Obviously she really cared because she was like, how are you doing with all of this? It wasn't just like a, Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey, how are you doing with all of this? And yeah. the fact that she came and swooped you up and took you yeah. and what you needed. Yeah. And like, if you would have, denied her of that like yeah. I mean I would have felt defeated like mm-hmm. oh, god I'm trying I'm trying uh, you put this on my heart and she's rejecting yeah. me you know yeah. but the fact that you in your lowest moment you, and you hadn't taken a shower brushed your teeth but you still allowed her to do yeah. that for you like and that that's awesome for your friendships too I yeah. feel like what powerful three words I'm not okay like three words that we don't say a lot but I know we all feel so much um to kind of end it and wrap it up, like, what would you tell somebody who right now is going, I'm not okay? Hmm. Um, you're going to be okay. You know, like, we're all going to go through a valley. We're all going to go through a difficult time. Um, but truly surrounding yourself with encouraging people. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I did that just helped me was listen to worship music. Mm -hmm. It truly helped me get my eyes off my problems and on a God who can actually fix my problems. Even if I didn't know how or when it always lifted up 
my faith and my spirit and honestly like get plugged into a local church and surround yourself with people who like we're saying like give them the opportunity to care for you like Mm -hmm. put yourself in a small group put yourself in a community of of godly people that Mm -hmm. that can pray for you that can give you sound advice and and walk with you because you're not meant to do life alone and to have people in your corner there's truly nothing like it and I was gonna say too um, just talking about like I'm not okay Mm -hmm. sometimes people don't know that you're not okay like we were talking about before and like sometimes or last year when my anniversary came around yeah and obviously no one's gonna think like what are we what are we supposed to do? Do yeah. we reach out? They're probably not even they don't even remember what my anniversary is. <laughs> yeah. But I re- I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna get upset at people for not reaching out to me because this is a hard day. Yeah. I'll reach out to people that I want to talk to mm-hmm. and just let them know like, hey, I'm not okay today. Can you be praying for me? Yeah. And that's good. So instead because I could have easily been like, they should know. Yeah. They didn't text me or call me. Mm-hmm. And instead I was like, no. I'm not going to let the devil get a foothold. I'm going to just let them know, hey, today's would have been my anniversary. That's good. I'm kind of sad. Can you, can you pray for me? Mm-hmm. And that also allows them an open door to share a scripture or to encourage me or mm-hmm. just to pray. So, um, it's yeah, I would just say get some people around you. Yeah. Trust the Lord. Put on some worship music. Go outside. You know, it's not, it's just a season. It's not forever. Yeah. Um, and you're going to be okay. Uh, you know, like just, just trust God. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be okay. That's good. That is good. What a game changer too. Like, I know. Reach out to the people in your circle and mm-hmm. just say, I'm not okay today. Can you pray yeah. for me? Yeah. And being vulnerable. Because yeah. that's yeah. so hard for all of us is to be vulnerable. But when you have people and, you know, a lot of, I think we run into a lot of times, I know I have people coming to me and saying, well, I don't have people. Yeah. I think it's just you not allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to have somebody because there are people you can trust. There are people like that, you know, like, okay, they would, they would have the best interest for me. Mm -hmm. Like be vulnerable enough to say I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing like your testimony with us. I mean, and with allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough for other people to listen and go, wow, you know, I feel like when we share our testimonies like this, it really does open a door for people to say, wow, there's somebody else out there that has dealt with this or was dealing with it or is dealing with it. And, you know, they they sound like they have peace and hope, and, mm-hmm. and I can too. And mm-hmm. I think that it's so special when we hear that and we're able to really, that's what we're supposed to, that's what we're yeah. called to do, you yeah. know. So thank you so much for sharing that with us I'm and being honored. vulnerable. Yeah, thank you for just allowing me the opportunity to share my story because yeah. it just builds my faith and gives me more hope that my story can help at least one other person mm-hmm. and yeah, so thank you guys. This has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go, you have okay. to share who is your favorite country singer. Oh yeah, uh, Morgan Wallen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> my daughter likes him. Morgan I love George Wallen. Strait. Yeah. Oh, I love George Strait. He's yeah. my all-time favorite. Yeah. Tell him who God from. Yeah. <laughs> I can sing like all the songs. And yeah. a great story. Oh my goodness, we gotta share this. <laughs> Great story. So, bucket list to go uh-huh. see Garth Brooks. Yeah. And you know, he was never in concert. Like, he was never, like, he was out, whatever. And so, he comes back in, like, off of retirement. And um, 
I was like, all right. So me and my friend Kelly were like, we're going to go see Garth Brooks. So we get tickets or whatever. We go to the concert. We get there early. And we sit in the, and we're like, oh, nosebleed section. But we're there early. Like, there's hardly anybody there. So we're sitting there. We're just talking, whatever. And this random guy comes up. And he's like, have I told you this story? (laughs) Okay. This random guy comes up. And he's like, um... What would you do? Could you name a song of his new album and I'll give you front row tickets? And I and so I started crying and I was like, You're not for real. Don't mess with me like this. Like this has yeah. been a dream of mine for forever. Like, are you messing with me? And he was like, I'm not messing with you. If you can name a song off of his new album, I'll give you front row tickets. And I was like, What? And like I just couldn't believe it. Like I kept yeah. messing. He was probably like, I'm about to walk away. Yeah. Like, answer my daggone question. <laughs> On to the next. Yeah. And so I was like, um, um, Mama, Mama. Like, there's a song called Mama. And he was like, Yep. And he hands us front row tickets, no girl. Way. I started bawling. Oh I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, I was like jumping up. Like, yeah. I was so excited. Aww. And so he escorts us down to the front row. And I'm literally like, look at us. Like, we're going to <laughs> Girl, I sat down there. I sung yeah. every song. Like, yes. his feet were like in my face. <laughs> and people were texting me all night, are you on the jumbo screen? And I was like, yes, Oh, that's me. That's I was amazing. so excited. So, anyways, wow. that's my little like wow. minute to fame on the jump. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was so good. But, anyways, wow. thank you so yes. much. Thank We've you. had so much fun. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.